Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club, wellness road tested. Nicole, guess what? You're going to be so happy. I found us a personal trainer. In fact, we've got one each. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I knew you'd finally come around. You know how much I've been missing the gym. I'll go and put my leggings on right away. Um, no, 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 Nicole. Actually, you're going to need to take your leggings off for this oh. and also your pants because this is a personal trainer for the pelvic floor. Yes, that's right. This week, we are testing out Kegel Trainers. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. And this is Self Care Club Wellness Road Tested. Your pelvic floor muscles are a group of muscles that make up the base of your pelvis. What you need to do is clench your muscles in quick succession, and we call those fast exercises. And you can do this 10 to 50 times, depending on how strong your pelvic floor are, three times a day. Research shows that at least 30% of women are doing Kegels wrong. Your pelvic floor is a cradle of muscle, a bit like a small muscle hammock, but slung across at the base of your pelvis. It runs between the pubic bone in the front and the tailbone at the back. A woman's pelvic floor muscles support her uterus, her bladder and bowel, also acting as support for the back and pelvic area. During pregnancy, your pelvic floor muscles are put under a lot of stress and can become weaker and stretched from as early as 12 weeks. This can then lead to problems such as incontinence post-birth. But it's not only pregnant women and mums who suffer with incontinence. It affects one in three women at some point in their lives and half of all athletes. Postmenopausal women are largely affected too. The effects of the decline in circulating estrogen combined with the aging process put them at risk of urogynecological dysfunction, incontinence prolapse and sexual dysfunction, which are common problems and their symptoms can greatly affect quality of life, says Judith Lee, a clinical lead women's health physiotherapist from Nottingham University Hospitals Trust. Stress urinary incontinence is the most common type of incontinence. It's when you pass a little urine when you cough, sneeze, laugh or perhaps even jump or run. It can occur during pregnancy and is quite common after pregnancy when the weight of carrying around your unborn baby and the process of labour have stretched your pelvic floor muscles. It is also very commonly associated with the onset of menopause. Oh, good. Another thing to look forward to in the menopause, Lauren. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like never fucking ending. Oh, and I promised I wouldn't swear this week. Well, I won't swear again. Many women never seek help, but it is speculated that 50% of 48-year-olds experience it. That is quite a shockingly high number. Women often report urinary incontinence as embarrassing and that they avoid activities that can cause it to happen and they feel the need to wear protection for everyday activities. Pelvic organ prolapse is when one or more of the organs in the pelvis slip down from their normal position and bulge into the vagina. It includes prolapse of the vagina walls, bladder or uterus. It is not life-threatening, but it can cause pain and discomfort. It is estimated that 50% of women who have given birth 
have a prolapse. Not all prolapses are problematic and only 10 to 20% of effective women seek help because of symptoms. So what can we do to help with strengthening, preventing and even repairing problems caused by a weak pelvic floor? Kegels or pelvic floor exercises could be the solution. You can keep your pelvic floor toned by doing these small muscle tensing motions several times a day. The exercises involve tightening your muscles as if you were stopping yourself from weeing mid-flow. However, please note you should never actually stop yourself from weeing mid-flow. Is it dangerous if you do that? It's Yeah, it's not good for you. Pelvic floor rehabilitation is advised for three to six months, although it's usually a progressive improvement in symptoms or a feeling of being stronger over that period, says Becky Aston, a specialist women's health physio who we consulted for this episode. There are clear benefits to having a strong and toned pelvic floor. Your back is less likely to suffer aches and pains. You have more strength and balance to lift things properly. You won't feel achy standing on your feet for long periods. Your bladder and bowel control are better and you're less likely to suffer stress incontinence now or in the future. You can prepare for birth and regain strength in vaginal muscles after birth. Strong pelvic floor muscles can also help with your sex life, giving you increased sensitivity during sex and stronger orgasms. So should everybody be doing Kegel exercises? The answer is no. A pelvic floor exercise program involving Kegels can help treat and prevent a whole host of pelvic floor disorders, but effectiveness depends on your underlying physiological issue. For some people, Kegels will worsen your symptoms or predispose you to a pelvic floor disorder. So how do you know that you should be doing Kegels? How do you know that you need to strengthen the muscles of your pelvic floor at all? Well, it's difficult, says Becky. There is no tick box of if you can do this, then your pelvic floor muscles are strong. But a good test of them being fully strong and everything working well is having no symptoms of incontinence, bladder or bowel or bladder bowel urgency, i.e. you are able to open the front door without doing the doorstep wiggle. (laughs) Um, being able to have enjoyable intercourse and able to orgasm satisfactorily. Not having any pelvic organ prolapse symptoms like heaviness in the vagina and the feeling of a bulge. Pelvic floor exercises are for life, not just for Christmas. (laughs) No, pelvic floor exercises are for life, not just when there is a problem. It's the same theory as why exercise is good for us. Keeping strong in the pelvic area is important all through a woman's life. You should not be doing these exercises or using a device if you have undiagnosed pain, she warns. It's true that pelvic floor dysfunction is often the result of muscle weakness or injury in childbirth, but not always. Pelvic floor dysfunction is also very common in exercise instructors and elite athletes. Um, But often not because of muscle weakness, many people suffering from pelvic floor dysfunction mistakenly believe that their problem is weakness when instead the cause of their symptoms is an overactive pelvic floor. This is one with too much tone and is the case for 20 to 30% of women. An overactive pelvic floor is one that is turned on or contracted for too much of the time. This reduces the stamina of the pelvic floor muscles and their ability to contract when called upon. If you have an overactive pelvic floor, Kegels will likely worsen your symptoms or predispose you to developing symptoms if you are currently asymptomatic. 
You may also be performing Kegels incorrectly to the point of harm. It can be difficult to learn proper Kegel technique, especially for those with a pelvic floor disorder. One classic study found that 50% of women in a group that were given simple oral or written instructions could perform an ideal Kegel, while 25% were found to perform Kegels in a way that could potentially promote incontinence. Determining if Kegels are bad for you requires insight into your underlying condition, so this can be quite hard to figure out on your own. If you've been performing Kegels and your symptoms have not improved or have worsened, you should consider the possibility that Kegels may not be the right exercise for you or may even be harmful. Although most people would benefit, a sizable minority will not. If you do suffer from a pelvic floor disorder or you suspect you do, it is strongly recommended you get the advice of a GP and a specialist women's health physiotherapist before starting any pelvic floor strengthening routine. They can assess your underlying condition and determine whether and what type of strengthening will help and teach you how to do it correctly. They can also offer you a wealth of additional information, treatment and tools. So presuming you are a good candidate to be doing Kegel training, the problem can be that the exercises can be fairly boring to do and it's hard to know if you're doing them right or if you're making progress. And that's where technology comes in. There are now a range of devices available called Kegel trainers. There are several kinds on the market, but the general idea is that you stick this little computer into your vagina and it tells you whether you're doing your Kegels right and how much progress you're making. It's like a vaginal fitness tracker, Lauren, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a fitness tracker, Lauren? No, I don't. Of course I don't. What no, would I but- be tracking? How many times I stir <laughs> bolognese? Like, <laughs> how many times I lift my wine glass? <laughs> well, actually, I had a friend and he had an Apple Watch. And it always... Um, if you're coming into the evening and you haven't closed all of your exercise and movement rings, it like pings you and says, oh, if you just did a 20 minute brisk walk now, you could just complete your circle. And it's really annoying when you can't be bothered. So what he used to do is just lift his arm up and just shake it around. (laughs) And then the circle used to close. He's like, like, I beat it. I'm like, you're only cheating yourself, my friend. Absolutely. No, I I don't want one of those. So the one that we're testing out is the Kegel Smart by Intamina. It's developed by gynecologists and pelvic floor experts. It has touch sensor technology, which registers your strength and sets the perfect routine for you. The vibrations guide you through each session and it tracks your progress and adjusts the level as your strength improves. So while some products rely on a phone app to track the progress, the Kegel Smart is a standalone product. You push a button on the side, you place it inside your vagina and you squeeze when you feel it vibrate and you rest when it pauses. It has an attached loop that you pull to get it out and it lets you know how you're progressing via a flashing light on the side which indicates which level you've achieved. The loop is no more obtrusive than a tampon string and the rest just sits comfortably inside you and aside from the glazed over look of concentration on your face, nobody will know that you're using it and you use it every day. (laughs) for five minutes yay so let's have a little no holds barred chat about the state of our own pelvic floors do we have to yeah i think we do because that's what the podcast is about and i'm happy to go first if you like i i really would like okay but hold on hold on hold on it's not going to be like a whole couch to 5k thing in reverse is it that you've got um, like perfect pelvic floor and that's why you're no, happy to talk about it. No, but I'm just going to be completely straight with you. 
So I have had three uh, normal vaginal deliveries. All of my babies weighed between eight pounds five and nine pounds. Um, my pelvic floor was not damaged, which I am very, very grateful for. I do not suffer from stress incontinence, but I would say that after the third child, if I tried things like skipping or trampolining <laughs> or anything that had a, um, a, jump. a heavy impact when you land on the floor, like a jump with your feet both on the floor, I definitely had a sort of urge to go or like, oh God, definitely have to make sure I do a wee before I do that. Um, also, so would it only be problematic if you had a full bladder? Yes, I think so. If I have a completely empty bladder, it's it's fine. But definitely sometimes I would say if I've been doing a lot of trampolining, I feel a little when bit like everything's... When do you ever do a lot of trampolining? Just out of interest. I didn't realise this is one of your hobbies. If I've got like a friend who's got a trampoline in the garden and I'm bouncing with one of the kids, like there is the occasional feeling of like, shit, is everything going to fall out now? Right. That that feeling. Um, but I also think it's really important to say, because nobody says this, that in the few days after you give birth, it is really normal and really common to cough, sneeze, laugh, and a bit of wee comes out. Because everything is really, really swollen and bruised from having just pushed a huge baby out of there. And it does normally, if everything's okay, it does go back. But I always say to my clients, please, please don't be like upset, shocked, or embarrassed if you feel that happens in the first few days after you give birth, because that is normal. And so anyone who is pregnant or has just had a baby who's listening to this, please, please don't think that your pelvic floor is, is ruined for life. It's bruised, it's swollen, that that might happen. Um, oh, so that's good so to that's, know. That's, that's all know. about my, my pelvic floor. <laughs> okay, so uh, mine is similar. Yeah. Um, I, I don't trampoline because I don't want to. <laughs> so that's <laughs> <Okay>. out. <laughs> um, and I did notice the other day that I did have a full bladder and I sneezed and you can guess the rest. Okay. Um, so it's not terrible. If I don't have a full bladder, everything is fine. I do do a lot of jumping around. Yes, you um, do. I do. I do a lot of explosive exercise and it's normally okay, but I do have to make sure I've done a wee before I start training. Okay. And you've had two vaginal deliveries as well. Yes, totally normal. And yes, all okay. And, no and, I've never, and I've never done a pelvic floor in my life, apart from when it occasionally comes up with your girlfriends and you sit there for one minute and you do it and then you move on. So you've never done this before? You didn't well, do it when you were I pregnant? No do it when I was pregnant I was too busy eating McDonald's and like rubbing lotion on my mm. belly no I was definitely okay. didn't do it when I was pregnant no one spoke to me okay. about it or maybe they did wow. I don't know I, uh, okay. I don't know I've, I, I, I've got like a bit of a block with this okay interesting I, I obviously do talk about this with my clients in my antenatal meetings and, and how I... often do you practice pelvic floors on yourself well, I don't really practice them very often now. When I was pregnant, I did. And also it was quite a big part of our, um, of pregnancy yoga classes. There was always a full 10 minutes where you did pelvic floor exercises. And also, obviously, I teach it when I'm doing my antenatal sessions with clients. And my advice to them is put a sticker on your bathroom mirror and do them when you're brushing your teeth. So you know that you're going to be doing them once in the morning, once in the evening for a couple of minutes. And that's that's enough. Um, but I don't I probably don't do it enough for myself now 
But now that sort of menopause is what, like seven years around the corner, I feel like this was a good time to start with all this. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree. I don't need it to get worse. It's Listen, my pelvic floors don't affect me in any way in my life. I cannot trampoline and I cannot do a jumping jack and I'm quite happy about both those things because I don't want yeah. to. Yeah. Other than that, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't cause any discomfort in my life. So I guess okay. we're both fairly lucky, aren't we? At the moment, yes. But I definitely have an underlying fear that uh, with the onset of menopause, things will happen. So I, I am quite keen on, on keeping on top of this now. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. This episode is brought to you by Notion. Have you ever stumbled upon a tool that feels like it's been tailor-made for you? Well, that's exactly how we feel about Notion. Simply and beautifully designed with all your notes and docs in one place and the power of AI built inside. It's where every idea, task and episode comes to life effortlessly. Notion merges creativity with productivity seamlessly. Whether we're planning out our episode schedule, collabing on show notes or tracking guest invitations, it's perfect for those who may be becoming a little forgetful in midlife. Hey, just the other day we used it to map out an entire season of our podcast in record time and that's why Notion has become an indispensable part of our podcasting toolkit. It even wrote this intro for us. Notion is more than just a workspace. It's our secret weapon for success in the digital age. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organise and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is for everyone, CEOs, students and Lauren. If she can manage to navigate it, anyone can. Hmm. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash self-care club. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash self-care club and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Notion.com slash self-care club. This week at Sukarnov. On the Luke and Pete show, Luke introduced me to some bizarre animal warfare. In the 70s, there was a... (laughs) 
I can't remember to say this, but I promise you it's true. <laughs> there was a war, an actual war, between rival chimpanzee clans that went on for over four years. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, on Abroad in Japan, Chris is facing off against a natural disaster. So the same day that I'd run out of fuel, right, I was like, well, I made it in one piece. Thank you, God. And then, and then, like, five hours later, the worst earthquake I've ever experienced. It was a 15-storey building shaking from side to side. It went on so long, I was like, this hotel's coming down, and I don't want to be in it when it does. Listen to Abroad in Japan and The Luke and Pete Show, available on your favourite podcast player. All that and a whole lot more at Sukarnov. So come on, should we start getting on with how our weeks were? Okay, I'm going to go first this week. (laughs) Good. And then I'm Um, hoping we run out of time and I don't have to talk about it. All right, well, let's begin with this little voice note. Kegel Smart, day one. I've opened the box. It's a funny looking thing. Like a sort of small pink mini aubergine. Uh... The instruction manual, which we all know, let's be honest, Nicole Goodman is not going to read. The writing is so small, I've had to photograph it so that I can enlarge it on my phone. Now, I know I'm old, but I'm not that old. So let's start with reading the instructions and then I I suspect disinfecting this before I give it a go. Like the instruction manual, it was ridiculous. I've had my eyes lasered, so I have twenty twenty vision, and I couldn't see yeah. the bloody thing. Couldn't so it's it. not me going mad. It I, was I literally right? couldn't see it. And it, whether I moved it away, whether I moved it closer, and then I just obviously got irritated because I don't read at the best of times. It and I did, was minuscule. I didn't minuscule. bother. Re- I didn't read it. Oh well, I photographed it and enlarged it. What did I and miss? Then, not very much to be no. honest just press the button press the button stick it in yeah that that's basically what it said and obviously i did i did wash it first um how did you wash it i actually used um because it doesn't come with a wash or no, a wipe it doesn't, or anything but remember that we were gifted the wash when we were um given the menstrual cups so i know that that was like a safe soapy wash to use so yes. i used that yes okay I don't even want to ask if you disinfected yours. Let's, I just, I think I'd rather not know. Let, <laughs> let, let me just Let's play this. Let's let me on. just play this, this to you instead. Right. It's in. I put it in, then I coughed and it fell out. So I had to try again. So I'm doing it now. It buzzes. You feel the buzz. And then while it buzzes, you contract, you squeeze, and then when it stops, you let go. It's um, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to. It's a weird, it's a funny thing. <laughs> just, that's just how it felt all week. Like, oh, it's a funny old thing, this. I love that you coughed and it fell out. Isn't Literally. That, do you reckon in like a month's time of using it, if you cough, it will stay in? Is that the kind of half the oh test? Oh my God, I don't know. But it, I was like, <coughs> oh, the whole thing just flew out. <laughs> I hope you were on your own in the bathroom. I was in the kitchen on my own. You were on in my the own. kitchen? Yeah, I was in the kitchen. What? No one really comes into the kitchen unless I call lunch, dinner. Hold on. Where did you insert what? it? 
in my vagina. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I didn't think it went in your eye. No. In what the I mean kitchen. Is, in the kitchen. So hold on. So you're standing in your kitchen in the middle yeah. of the day yeah. with a house full because everybody's home all the yeah. time. Yeah. You took your trousers off, you pulled yeah. down your knickers and yeah. you put it in, in yeah. the kitchen. Then I, then I did up my trousers and carried on with my day. Why did you do it in the kitchen? Because I was why? in the kitchen. No. Because it was it, because the gadget was in my kitchen. I was in my kitchen. And, you know, why would you not multitask this stuff? We're not doing Nixon anymore. I, so I, I just used I don't, it and I don't understand. I think that's really bizarre. Oh, and then you cooked. Did you? Yeah. yeah, I think that's really bizarre. Like, wouldn't you just do it in the bathroom? Surely everybody would do it in the bathroom. No, I didn't feel the need to do it in the bathroom. So what would you I've, have done if your fourteen-year-old yeah. had walked in mid-insertion? Well, something almost worse than that happened on the Friday, which I think was possibly my favourite moment of the whole week. So it was <laughs> oh, still God. in the kitchen in its little pouch. It comes with a little satin oh, pouch. So, you, so you've kept it in the kitchen. Yeah, I just kept it in the kitchen. <laughs> it's, it's now next to my pots and pans and that is where, that is yeah, its home. Well, at this point, it was like on the kitchen sofa and um, we, we were having Friday night dinner and then my 14-year-old, left the table and sat on the sofa and he is like one of those kids that fiddles he's a right fiddler twiddler fiddler like always has to be fiddling with things and so he opened the pouch and oh, took Lauren. this thing out oh, and Lauren. started dangling it around and he was like what is, what is this what is this and I just looked at him and Ollie looked at him and he looked at me he went oh my god is it like a a woman's thing is it a woman's thing I went yeah it's a woman's thing and if I were you I'd put it straight back in the pouch where you found it his face oh his face it was it was did such he, fun did he ever ask any more questions about no it no way if you were a 14 year old boy would you ask your mum questions about it no i wouldn't, I wouldn't but way. i have two girls and they ask a lot of questions about yeah. everything no That's they just... didn't so that was friday and then then um oh yes then then this was saturday have you ever had a morning discussing your internet and broadband speed in your bedroom with a strange man whilst a Kegel pelvic floor trainer buzzes from inside your vagina? No? Well, I have. That was a first and hopefully a last. Okay, I have a lot yeah. of questions about that voice note. Firstly, yep. <laughs> is there a strange man in your bedroom? Or were you on the phone? No, a physical strange oh. man. Oh, there was an actual person in your bedroom yes. who was not your yes. husband. Correct. Right. He was with my husband. My husband brought him up to the bedroom to discuss <laughs> our broadband speed. Second question. Yeah. Did you insert it in the kitchen <laughs> and walk up the stairs? Because I'm assuming that would have caused a few problems. Or did yep. it then go upstairs into your bedroom where normal people would keep the, yes. the pelvic floor trainer? Uh, uh, after, and then Friday's you... fid <laughs> after Friday's <laughs> fiddling, I, I took it to my bedroom to be a more appropriate parent. And then on Saturday... <laughs> only took you... It took you four it took days. took me a week, yeah. And then on the Saturday morning, I was trying it in my own bedroom. I was fully dressed. And then, yeah, Ollie came up with the broadband man and I 
and I just sort of yes I feel yes the, the broadband speed is fine up in like that. that that was that was Saturday no that's too much could you even focus on what he was saying you must have been so aware of down there I was so aware so aware I just said nothing I just said nothing it's, it's just like, sort of nodded and smiled it's fine mm. up here please go Please, please go, go away. Yes, it's fine. I can send emails to my heart's delight now. Please leave my bedroom now. I'm also interested in that you you put it in, you do your you pull your knickers up, you pull your trousers up, and then you go and do something else. Are you yeah. always standing when you used it? Yes. Are you not? Well, we'll get to that, won't we? Oh, okay. And then um Oh, gosh. Are we really going to go there today? It sounds like we are. Um, the climax of the week, if you'll excuse the phrase, um, <laughs> was was Sunday. Sunday was Valentine's Day. Um, I was awoken to my husband playing Barry White music. And then he just sort of got on top of me. That was that was how I woke up on Sunday morning. There's and worse then, ways, I'll be honest, to be woken then up. He, then he used the phrase, you know, your pelvic floor, it's just a muscle like all muscles. It needs to be used regularly to keep it in good shape. And um, Did I he, thought, he, well, I thought, well, he's he right. He knows the week we're doing. He does, right. he does. And I thought, well, he's right. I, I should put this shit to the test. So I did. And? Well, I have to say it was exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> but then you might need to be doing it a, a bit longer than a week. Yes, we actually had a whole discussion about it. And I was like, well, as you know, from your point of view, how's my pelvic floor? He's like, it's literally exactly the same as before you had any children. So, uh, that, you know, I feel, I feel oh, heartened. Good. I feel heartened. Yes that so oh dear lord i've really overshared and hope oh. your father isn't listening this week but that's my, my that's my no pelvic way floor my week. dad is going to listen to this week when no, he please. sees the title He's my banned. mum might or He's maybe banned. i'll tell my mum well, not I to i can i can live with that your, your mother mum has listens given to this too yeah my mum is down with all the vagina stuff she's my mother like seriously it's fine so that's my week so let, let's let's hear about yours i, I don't think you're going to overshare so that's okay well I do overshare on this podcast. We would have different weeks where we overshare. Um, yeah, that's true. I am getting used to sticking weird things inside me since we met, <laughs> since we started this beautiful relationship. I mean, it's a weird relationship if you think about it in those terms. Yes. Here, here is my first voice note. Okay. The time is now. I cannot avoid it any longer. I have got to go and try out this pelvic floor trainer. I don't I have to read the instruction manual which I don't want to do. I actually think I don't want to read the instruction manual more than I don't want to put this, insert this thing inside of me. Um, but I'm not going to make the same mistake that I made last time, Lauren. I will read with the menstrual cup, I mean. I will read it through. I will follow the instructions. I will follow the rules. And I will be a good girl. You know that expression, saved by the bell? Well, I was today because my mother dropped over the egg mayonnaise, the Friday's egg mayonnaise. So it's now in my hand. It's vibrating as I speak. I just wanted to check it out before it went in. Um, and I'm going to look for everything else that I could possibly do in the house to avoid doing this. So thanks, Lauren. Hang on, hang on. So your mum rocks up at the front door with the egg mayonnaise and you're standing there with a sort of pink vibrator in your hand. Yeah. Okay. Well, Did your mum I mean, say, Nicole, why are you walking around with a vibrator in your hand? 
<laughs> no, and it is better than standing in my bedroom with a complete stranger with it inside me. Don't you think? <laughs> I don't know. He couldn't see it. He didn't know what was going on. You did. He does now. <laughs> I feel like you need to write. Was he from Sky or something? Oh, it was the internet guy. I, I just, let's just not go there. <laughs> um, I was just so happy. Literally, as I went to put it in, the doorbell went. And I thought, oh, it is actually that saying, saved by the bell. So I had a bit of a chat with my mum at the doorstep. And then, you know, I just had to get on with it and do it. So yes, yes. I did. I took down my tracksuit bottoms and I took down my knickers and I put this thing in and it goes in pretty easily and it's comfortable enough. And I thought to myself, do I sit down? Do I stand up? What's Lauren Mishcon doing? Does she sit down? Does she stand up? <laughs> I decided to sit down um, okay. and I sat there and I painted my nails whilst I did it. Um, okay. And it was fine. And I yeah. removed it and got yeah. on with my life. And then okay. the next day, um, I put it in and I thought, cause I kept forgetting to do it all day. And mm. then as I was getting ready for bed, I thought, oh, I'll just do it now whilst I'm cleaning my teeth and yes. taking my makeup off. Yes. Um, yeah, I found that very challenging. And then my 10 year old came in and she was chatting to me and I thought, do I tell her I've got it in or do I not tell her I've got it in? <laughs> so there was quite a lot going on in that moment. There was teeth cleaning, there was eye makeup removal. There was a 10 year old with always lots of questions. Um, yes. And then I was having to concentrate on, you know, contracting when it vibrates. Yes. Um, and some of the vibrations last quite a long time, don't they? They do. And some of them are very, very short. Yes. Longer than you would have liked. Well, for me yeah, anyway. Yeah, quite long. Quite, they yeah. were quite long. Yeah, I would like, agree. Oh, God, I don't think I can hold mm. this much longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was kind of that. She didn't mm -hmm. say anything and I, I waited till she had gone to remove it. Um, and the, the problem was before she came in, it did keep falling out. <laughs> you do have to get it quite far in is what I discovered if you don't put it far enough in it does fall out when you squeeze it yes and if you're yes. cleaning your teeth or you move over to the other drawer where the cotton wool lives it does fall out right so then I thought my god is that is that like a resemblance of how my pelvic floors are very weak but I don't think right. it is I don't Can we think just so. say that, that yeah. inserting it is like it's like inserting a tampax? So yeah, yeah exactly it, the it's same. It's literally nothing. And yeah. as women, we are sadly quite used to inserting things. So it was it was fine, and it was nothing, and it was comfortable. Yeah, yeah. It's just soft latex. It's like, and it's a bit bigger than a tampon. It's literally, if you know what a baby aubergine looks like, it is literally exactly that shape and size. I've never seen a baby aubergine that size. Oh, I use them a lot. Do you? Especially for like Thai cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it looked like for to Thai me. Thai cooking? Yes. Well, I've never even seen them. Where'd you get them from? L literally anywhere and everywhere. Any supermarket baby aubergine okay yeah. so that's the tip of the day so I would also recommend pressing I would also recommend turning it on before you insert it for the first time just so it gives you an idea of what it does and when yeah. it vibrates yeah. and yeah. stuff and I found that I didn't know if it was on was it off was it on and yeah. then then it buzzed and I was like shit it started quick get it in yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and also you have to turn it on first and then insert it. Yes. So let's just 
clarify that because I don't think yes. I would have known that because it's not in the instruction manual, even it though is. I didn't it read says, it. Press the on button, then insert it. That's literally the only instructions <laughs> it gives you. A, we had a conversation that was hilarious. And you were like, have you, have you done it? I said, I'm not telling you. She goes, have you read the instruction manual? And I said, well, obviously not. And I said, well, how often do we have to use it? And you write back, five minutes a day, literally on the back of the box. I had to look for about a minute and a half to find that. I don't know what it is with me and instru- written instructions. I they just, don't know. I just what is don't, it with you? I don't, <laughs> I don't see them. I don't see them. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, so the box was had some information, but like not a, not a it didn't well, actually I, I say. I information like insert it, sit down or insert yeah. it. It's best to keep standing. Like how? I don't I... think it matters because in pregnancy yoga, we used to do some of them on all fours, some of them sitting on a birth ball, some of them standing, some <laughs> of them kneeling. It if the internet bloke had come in and you were on all fours, I mean, that would have been absolutely fantastic. Oh my God, please. <laughs> Please carry on with your week. Right. Well, I did it in the bathroom. I did it every day. I find it. I found it easier to sit down than stand up. Um, I found it easier not to multitask a thousand things and just do it and just sit. Um, and hmm. that was kind of the end of my week. It was perfectly fine. I did keep forgetting to do it. So it. I kept doing it late at night. Hmm. And I would say that was pretty much my week. I felt a bit disappointed about the lack of instructions, but then I... I'm aware I didn't, I glazed over them, um, mm. but it was perfectly mm. comfortable and it was perfectly fine. And, and yesterday I sneezed and I had a full bladder and exactly the same thing happened. Well, but we've only been using it for a week. So yes. I think that's, I think we would need to give it a good, you know, as Becky says, three to six months. Yes, three to six months. Okay. Of daily use. Should we summarize? Oh, yes. So what worked for you, Lauren? Well, obviously the opportunity to embarrass my 14 year old. I mean, that is always fun. (laughs) So that worked. Um, It did make me aware of my pelvic floor muscles and also sort of reminded me just because you are not postpartum and you are not yet menopausal, this is not an excuse to totally ignore your pelvic floor. Ignore your pelvic floor. That could be your next song. Don't ignore your pelvic floor. I feel like that's more of a rap. Well, I think maybe you could compose that song because you've got nothing else to do. I feel like it's more of a ballad. Don't ignore your pelvic floor unless you want to wee more. That sort of thing. Like a sort of shanty. Sea shanties are very in at the moment. There you go. It's already done. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant. of the pelvic floor. What worked for you? Uh, It was comfortable. It was easy to use. um, And it was absolutely fine. It takes five minutes, which you know me. I need quick and I need efficient. It's certainly quick and efficient. It really was. It is. Yeah. What didn't work? Um, I I also like to see sort of quick results and I know that we haven't given it enough time to work, but I, you know, I guess I wanted to see something different. And also I didn't think that it was, it, it's on for long enough. I wanted a sort of longer session. Did you? I felt like the sessions were only two minutes. Well, you could put it on again. I don't think it would do any harm. You totally could. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, What didn't work for me were the lack of instructions. 
And mm. I know I'm not good with instructions, but I sort of felt irritated. You wanted that more guidance. I wanted more. Gu- I've never done this before. I, it's never yeah. even occurred to me. So I just wanted a bit more support in that respect. Okay. What did you learn? Not very much, to be honest. I'm sort of down with the pelvic floor already, so I can't yeah, honestly I, tell you yeah. I learned much. Did you learn anything? Uh, just be- I just became aware of where I'm at on my pelvic floor, and I think I'm probably very average. For a woman of my age with two children. I'd say you're actually better than average because sort of anecdotally, lots of women our age, I I know who sort of do running and sports and stuff, complain a lot about a bit of wee leakage and you don't tend to complain about that to me. So I think that we're probably all right. No, I I don't. And I do do a lot of explosive work. Yeah. So yeah, go me. That's what I would Go say. You. Go me. Go me. <laughs> and yeah, when are we going to uh, release that ballad? That's what I'd like to know. Oh, well, I'm just waiting for, you know, EMI to call me up with a record deal and then <laughs> it'll be done. It's nearly a whole album now, Puzzle Club. <laughs> and don't ignore your pelvic floor. They are like definitely number one, number one singles. <laughs> I think they are. You've got to make one up about the menstrual cup, obviously. You'd have to. I might. I might. I might. Would you recommend it to your clients? I would always say, please do as Becky says. And if you have any issues at any point in your life, please, please go and see a specialist women's health physio. Please don't sit at home or feel like you have to wear tenor lady for the rest of your life and you can't fix this because you can. There's so much that can be done. So, um, that would be my recommendation. Um, I, I think they're safe for pregnancy. I'm not 100% sure because it doesn't say in the instructions. Um, so I don't know if I can recommend it to pregnant women. But I think my take home from this is please don't accept that a weak or damaged pelvic floor is just how you have to be now for the rest of your life. And please don't be embarrassed to go and see someone about it because women's health specialist physios, this is what they do day in, day out. And, and they will help you and, and life can be better. So that that's my take home from this. Lovely. That's lovely. Um, this is not my area. So I'm just going to leave that there because I think that was very beautiful advice, I would say. Is it coming in the club, Lauren? It's coming in the club for anyone who feels that it will benefit them. Is it coming in the general club? Are our ladies going to have to waddle in with a baby <laughs> aubergine inside them, buzzing, only if they want to? <laughs> if it, if it, if it, you know, if it blows your skirt up, please, by all means, knock yourself out. Well, we could have a, we could have a couple of pelvic floor trainers in the toilets. Oh, I, I disposable. <laughs> disposable. Disposable. Yes. Okay. Thank you for adding that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sure. We can have some test ones for people to take and home they, and try we, out. For yeah. We will test them, and we will also make sure they hum the tune of "Don't Ignore Your Pelvic Floor." Oh yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. It's a great. It's a great product. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you like what we do here and you like the show, please feel free to write us a review on Apple Podcasts because we absolutely love them. We were reading them just before we jumped on this recording and it really does help us out and help us to grow. And if you want to be part of the conversation and you have anything you'd like us to try or anything that you are trying, then just send us an email. Hello at selfcareclub.co.uk we will be back on friday with the epilogue show and we will see you then bye bye this was a stakhanov production and part of the acast creative network
Another Kind podcast explores how to feel happier, more confident and empowered in your motherhood, even in our world of pressure, judgment and comparison. I'm your host, Zoe Blasky, and every week I speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Mother Kind. Mother Kind.